Canva presents stories to keep you up at night. It was an ordinary work day until... The Singapore presentation is at 3 a.m. The office was shocked. <laughs> That's when we sleep. Maya made it less scary with Canva. <laughs> I'll just record my presentation so Singapore can watch it anytime. Record and present anytime with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. What's going on, everybody? Happy Monday after the regular season. This is Monday Football Monday on the SB Nation NFL show. A reminder that this show is brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That's code SBNNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. This is a very special show, Monday Football Monday, that is on the SB Nation NFL show because we stream. That's right. We're not satisfied with just being a podcast. You can watch us live on the SB Nation NFL Twitter page, SB Nation NFL Facebook page, the SB Nation NFL YouTube channel, and of course, listen, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple devices, Spotify, subscriptions, always appreciated, ratings, reviews, those go a long way. I haven't introduced myself yet because I'm super humble. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me from SB Nation's blog and the boys, home of the NFC East champions, the three seeds in the NFC America's team. My co-host here on Monday Football Monday is the dashing, the beautiful, the extraordinary, the debonair, the I found out earlier, right before we started with our fantastic producer, Rachel, a fan of Chick-fil-A's Spicy Biscuits, I believe, from SB Nation's Arrowhead Pride. That's right. The home of the two-seat Kansas City That's right. Chiefs, the back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back AFC yeah. West champions. It is Pete Tweeney. Pedro, top of the morning to you, sir. Happy regular season is over. Yeah, good morning. RJ, we are Just done me, yeah. with the regular season. You got me in the mood for spicy chicken biscuits. And it's Monday, which isn't really fair by you because I'm, I'm on my diet again. Every Monday, I restart the diet. So thank you to there. I'm, I'm actually kind of excited for uh, this week. It's the first time I'm co- covering a Patrick Mahomes wildcard game. Hasn't happened in four years as a, uh, as a starter. So that's pretty okay. cool, right? Mm-hmm. So I yeah. bring the um, the charm, uh, the charisma, <laughs> the pizzazz. You bring the hubris is uh, yeah, basically right. how Monday well, Football Monday stacks us, up. Right? You know, we started this show, Pete, uh, this episode talking about, you know, spicy chicken. Once mm-hmm. upon a time, this show was almost called Chicken or Beef. I don't know right. if Rachelle knows that, but that yeah. would have been a lot better than Monday. Thank Football God Monday. we went in another direction. I was I was pushing hard for Monday Football Monday, and now it's become a staple the flagship show. We don't even really know if they do a show on Tuesday. Are you familiar with the show on Tuesday? You know, um, I know that it's like a project. You know right. what I mean? I, I know they record sometimes. Work I don't shopping. know if, yeah, I don't know if they necessarily mm. publish the episodes. Mm. Um, so, right. I mean, I you know, that. it is what it is. I will say, let's get out ahead of this. Um, oh, uh, Conan Corliss, welcome aboard on YouTube, says never watch live. This is a new experience. Go birds. Hey, not everybody makes great choices, Conan. <laughs> Um, but just to get ahead of two things, one, I uh, appreciate everybody's kind thoughts. My son is home with my wife and I, very excited. Uh, so the house is a bit of a zoo at the moment. We can certainly That's use it. That's bigger than any here. news we're going to talk about today, really. Well, so congratulations Pete, the man. to you and your um, wife. 
And um, I know Pete uh, called me off of this right before we started. I sound sick. It's not what everybody thinks it is. It's just a little bit of sinus allergy buildup. Mm. Uh, so I sound like Phoebe Buffay when she had the sexy voice. That's at least uh, what I've uh, got going on in my head. Yeah, I don't know if that's true. You may want to slide by CBS's Minute Clinic just to just to make sure. Um, I don't know exactly what that is, but um, mm. I don't know what a lot of things are here on Monday oh, Football Monday. Normally. Stop. Uh, yeah. Oh, th- yeah, I did take uh, some at home tests and that is not okay. a fun experience. Uh, okay. But um, but <clears throat> anyway, Pete, yeah. normally we come here on Mondays and we recap the Sunday that was that is the genesis of the idea behind Monday Football Monday. However, mm-hmm. this is a little bit different. Uh, there were some meaningless games, some silly games, whatever. And there's a lot to kind of compartmentalize in terms of what's happening across the NFL. Mm-hmm. So the fantastic Pete Sweeney and I, which would be the name of his comic book if he had one, uh, we have mm-hmm. compiled 10 major storylines going on in the NFL right now to kind of run through that sort of encapsulate what happened on Sunday and sort of set the stage for the playoff week to come. Super wild card weekend upon <laughs> us. We will, of course, break it down all throughout the week here on the SB Nation NFL show. Pete Sweeney, are you buckled up and ready? I'm strapped in. Are you um are you somebody who on the roller coaster you hold on? You know what I'm saying? Like are you you trust the apparatus that's that's locked you in? And then you go you hands in the air. so I can explain my deathly fear uh, of heights. I'm scared of heights and I'm very very scared of heights, but I'm not scared of roller coasters. Being strapped in doesn't scare me cuz I I feel secure. It's when you're like looking over a balcony that I mm. really can't do it. Those bridges where on both sides is glass, you, I'll be the one directly in the middle but when i'm strapped in a roller co- coaster Let, let's go baby i don't really care kyle barber from sb nation's baltimore beatdown chiming in on the book of faces super wild card weekend kyle we love you i'll get to our chess game in just a Do bit have to, should i get a plate from the the kitchen oh, i, man, I imagine I, that i didn't i didn't want to set you up this way kyle something to talk All right. about with let's go ahead let's dive in uh first things no. first the playoff field is set in the NFL, between the item number one of 10 for us, the NFC side of things, a little bit more predictable uh, just because, you know, things were less chaotic. The number one seed, Green Bay Packers, they are on by this week. Two seed, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tampa Bay, Boca Raton, you never know, mm. just throwing out ideas for you guys. The three seed, Dallas Cowboys, who will host the San Francisco 49ers, they are the sixth seed in the NFC. Four seed, the you know, the Los Angeles Rams, they uh, kind of poo-pooed their way uh, to the four seed. We'll get there. Number five, the Arizona Cardinals, who lost four of their final five games to limp into this whole thing. At six, San Francisco, as mentioned. And at seven, Pete Sweeney, the Philadelphia Eagles, those dirty birds you love birds. so much. Yeah, the birds. I, I'd i like to think they maybe have a chance uh, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I was dying for a first-round matchup between the Eagles, who were actually going to play players in the Cowboys, and, and we didn't get it, and I don't think we will, unfortunately. Um, the AFC playoff picture sees the Tennessee Titans as the number one seed in the AFC. I'm sure the community over there at Pride is not at all upset about that. Kansas City <laughs> at number two. Meanwhile, the Cincinnati Bengals climbed all the way up to number three. I do think that's more... Uh, you know, more interesting storyline as opposed to the AFC playoff picture than maybe most things. At four, the Buffalo Bills, who I might be back with, Pete. We'll get there. Uh, they will host the New England yeah. Patriots in the wild. Can I say time. something about the schedule here for a second? Oh, oh okay. So we're jumping this. all over the place. Okay, let's go. I no, I I just had I'm 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 just surprised, and and I'm not I'm not even bringing this up as like oh Patrick Mahomes. You have 
two division games are the prime time. So you have Patriots and Bills, which I think everybody. Well, maybe you should tell the people the schedule if you're going to like pick. Okay, so first I mean? it's the Raiders and the Bengals at 3.30 on Saturday. They kick off the playoffs. Okay, that makes sense. Patriots and Bills, 7.15 p.m. at night. I Saturday think night. A, Saturday night. I think that's a game that everybody is looking forward to. Then you get to Sunday. Eagles and Bucks. Let's be honest. Sorry, BLG. The Buccaneers are going to probably steamroll the Eagles. That's at 1 o'clock Eastern time. Sunday at 4.30 is 49ers-Cowboys. And then the primetime game on Sunday night, which you know I hate, is Steelers and Chiefs at 8.15 Eastern time. And then Monday you get another primetime division game between the Cardinals and the Rams. I'm stunned that the NFL didn't give Cowboys-Niners the Sunday primetime nod. That just feels to me like, like an easy fit, whereas the Chiefs are just two weeks off of the 36-10 win over the Steelers. Are you surprised that the Cowboys are not primetime? That's the only, I think, disconnect in this schedule for me. So I am not um, because, again, I, and I don't mean this as a, as a you know, poo-pooing of the Chiefs, but um, primetime is going to kill no matter what. You know what I mean? Like, you, you don't need to put, you know, the filet mignon in primetime. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, mm. people are going to watch no matter what. You put the filet mignon in the afternoon so that people mm. can – can make their their meals uh, on Sunday and kind of gear up yeah. and get ready. Plus, plus, Pete mm. tweeting. Let's let's you know. Look today. Uh, I, I don't know if you know this. I really don't know if you know this. Today is the 40 year anniversary of the catch. Dwight Clark against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, um, yeah, tough uh, tough memory. But that game very famously on CBS. Once upon a time, reception. Yeah, well, I guess so. But once upon a time, there was no NFL on Fox. It was all, you know, CBS for Dallas Cowboys moments. And so this is kind of a throwback. I kind of do like this Cowboys Niners. There's a lot of nostalgia. Obviously, is the great John Madden gone Buck, recently. Buck I mean, and Aikman? Is that, a, is that a Buck and Aikman game? Uh, well, I don't know if you know who works for CBS, Pete Sweeney, but uh, it oh, so is that a Romo game? Aikman. It looks, I mean, unless they send Romo, you know, Nance and Tracy Wolfson to, to Buffalo. For the, yeah, I'm sure you know. Romo will call it down the line. Yeah. Romo has never called a Dallas Cowboys playoff game. Yeah. So we'll, this is, we'll uh, this is very interesting to say the yeah. least. So uh, very excited about that. I know Better you're you bothered. Me. Yeah. I mean, I know you're bothered that um, <laughs> the Chiefs have to play on primetime on Sunday night, but uh, the playoff field is set yes grand takeaways besides the fact that you hate that you have to work sunday night also really i mean the monday night game sorry pete is likely to be barring any other upsets likely going to be the team that goes to green bay so mm -hmm. whoever plays on monday night is going to have to go to green bay on a short week while the packers are coming off of a bye that's crazy yeah i well i think four of the six matchups can go any way right i i mentioned i you got to think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, despite all their recent adversity and all this mess off the field, are, are going to take care of the Eagles. The Chiefs should beat the Steelers. They're 13-point favorites. That's not just me saying that. Every other game, I think, could really turn out either way, and I wouldn't be stunned. Um, even the Raiders and Bengals, because I think the Bengals are a little bit banged up. And So what is the, what is the one game you think is is lock and throw away the key? Probably the Bucks and the Eagles, okay, and then right. the Chief, the Chiefs and Steelers are a close second there for me. Every other game, I would you be stunned if it, any team won those games? I mean, I wouldn't be stunned. So I think it makes for a, a really interesting weekend. And you do have to play. That's why they play the games. You do have to play Eagles and Bucks. You never know. Same thing with Steelers and Chiefs. Who knows if if an upset? We saw plenty of upsets this week that knocked some teams out of the playoffs. Um, it is going to be a fun week, needless to say. And I'm with you. I think we could see 
We could see some dynamite. I mean, let's let's have some fun. Let's party. Let's mix things up. Um, so it gets started. Super wild card weekend on Saturday afternoon. You kind of buried the lead when you talked about the Cowboys, Pete. Uh, Cowboys Niner is the Nickelodeon game. So, you know. <laughs> really? Uh, there's a lot of perks to being on in the afternoon. I mean, I, just, you know. I am jealous. You know, <laughs> I, we, we reverse roles. You had the night game on Saturday, and I had the day game. And now this Sunday, it's it's reversed. Um, Pete, so I know we had a rundown, and Rachel, I know that you know that too, but we're going to shift gears a little bit. We have a lot to get to, so we need to kind of pick up the pace. Uh, but um, news breaking, this is the advantage of doing the show live, Pete Sweeney. Um, news breaking that the New York not good at all at Football Giants. Don't do it. Um, GM Don't Dave it. Gettleman is reportedly set to retire. Man, I wonder why. And a tweet from NFL Network's Mike Garofolo just now. Giants coach Joe Judge no. will meet with his players in a few minutes, and the expectation is he will lead the meeting with an eye to the future. No. Sources tell me and rap sheet. No. Uh, man, uh, Joe Judge is sticking around. The New York Giants are trash. They will not have a new head coach this season. But that does let us know, Pete Tweeney, that they will not have one. Uh, but we know now as of this morning, we knew coming into today that the Las Vegas Raiders, the Jacksonville Jaguars, they needed new head coaches. We found out on Sunday that the Denver Broncos, after getting annihilated, I mean, you know, feel a bit kind to you, Pete Tweeney, by the Kansas City Chiefs, they need a new head coach firing Vic Fangio. But on Monday morning, the Chicago Bears parted ways with Matt Nagy. The Minnesota Vikings parted ways with Mike Zimmer. And surprisingly, the Miami Dolphins parted ways with Brian Flores. So that is the state of the coaching carousel at the moment. Pete, your thoughts? Well, I got to start with Joe Judge, just because you're having these <laughs> quality head coaches around the league lose their jobs this morning. And this buffoon gets to keep his, and I feel for the fans of the New York Giants in the sense that you, you've seen the movie Click, the Adam Sandler movie? Oh, that, that movie, there's a part, you know, kind of near the end that's a little bit more emotional than I think anybody's ever prepared for. That movie will make you cry. We won't spoil the movie. If you haven't seen it, go go and see it. You know it. what I'm talking about. You know, it, I do. It's, it's a tough one. The spoiler watch. window is well over, but I'm doing, your, I'm doing a couple people a favor who haven't seen it. Sure. It's a fun little movie. Get, get your popcorn and enjoy it Monday evening. There's no Monday Night Football now. The National Championship. Here's the deal. By continuing to go with Joe Judge, you're telling Giants fans, look, Daniel Jones is still here. Joe Judge is still here. You might as well get that magical remote from click and fast forward the next year of your football life, because you're going to be in the same exact place at this time next year. And then that family, the Mara family is going to decide to move on. And you're going to be left asking yourself, we should have did this last year. I think there's a, a key quality to NFL personnel staffs. And, and it's hard to, to be able to, to do this and, and change for the better in this fashion of, of like, you got to know when to cut your losses. No, this is more embarrassing. Them. Right. This is more embarrassing than what would be a quick coaching carousel. It's continuing to go with this guy who made the most insane decision in, in maybe the NFL regular season with the quarterback sneak on your own four needing a first down um, this past Sunday and, and continues to spew lies and weird rhetoric at the podium and as and it's becoming in a in a week 18 
where you have two teams in the Jacksonville Jaguars and Detroit Lions who who won and will be one, two and have a, a look at the future. You're becoming and I, I, I know you probably agree with this, RJ. They're probably the most embarrassing team in the National Football League and will be continue to be. This is the click point will continue to be until this time next year when they ultimately make the decision that everybody knows they should make right now. Yeah, so um, Brandon Lee Gatton and I co-host a show called the NFC's Mixtape that's available oh. on the blog of the boys, Bleeding Green we Nation. so many shows I don't know about. Big yeah, Blue View cool. and Hogs Haven Podcast Networks. And we have both said, we both brought up the point, like from a Cowboys and Eagles slant, like it's not even fun anymore to like dunk no. on this team. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 just like it feels bad. Like it or it is, it's just it's empty. It's hollow. Um, you mentioned it. Like, what what does a Giants fan do? Like, what, like how how this ruins any like they have two top ten picks. We'll get to the draft order in a little bit, but like this ruins any kind of pizzazz or love or sex appeal you could have for that because you know you are just stuck uh, in perpetual misery until this is over. It kind of reminds me of I have a good friend who's a Texans fan, and he had, like this past season was just like it was like. Th- we can't do anything. We can't accomplish anything until right. this is over. Like we just have to live this out. And so if you're a Giants fan, you have to live this out. You're going to have to live the day where the Giants are 0-1 and 0-2 and 0-whatever. And when they're 0-6 next season and they fire Joe Judge, then you have to you know, be the lame duck for the 2022 yeah. season until we get to this day next really, year. Really quickly, if you want to put your tinfoil hat on, and, and I don't think the Giants are doing this, but there would be a wild scenario in which you roll with Joe Judge, know you're going to be a, a top pick and understanding that this year is not necessarily a quarterback draft as so they're he's, describing. He's their and David you, Culley is what you're saying. He's just kind of there. And you just get a, you know, you get a top five pick and maybe you can get in a position for the number one pick and take a quarterback in the next draft. But the, like the to only, have the confidence in the Giants, like they're, they're thinking that far down the line is not believable. The, the only thing that maybe like, you know, completely removes even just like my willingness to entertain the idea is they need a general manager. Dave Gettleman's retiring. So like what GM of legitimacy wants this? Like who, you know what I'm saying? Who wants to like walk down the aisle with Joe Judge right now? Nobody does because that's going to be on their resume for their first year. The smarter GMs when they're they're picking where they're going to go will pick and choose. Okay, this is the right situation. This is the right owner. I, I know that GMs who have left Kansas City, eventual GMs have, have waited and, and picked the right situation. You're completely right. If you really wanted to turn the page and begin rebuilding your franchise, you needed to get you needed to do what the Chicago Bears did this morning and moving on from Matt Nagy and moving on from Ryan Pace. Keeping Joe Judge, you're just lingering there. So I hope you can click your way to 2023 because it's going to be another long year Giants fans um the Miami Dolphins did fire Brian Flores who took over a Dolphins team that was very outward about you know we're gonna tank we're, we're tanking for Tua they got Tua hasn't exactly gotten off um you know in fantastic fashion last year they were kind of a plucky team didn't make the playoffs this year started one and seven finished nine and eight obviously the great win yesterday against the Patriots but this this was kind of the Mike Zimmer you can understand Rick Spielman in Minnesota you can understand Matt Nagy you can understand I mean it's it's kind of it, I mean I, I don't know this this is definitely kind of puzzling for a Dolphins team that that just doesn't seem to have a direction going anywhere right and and I think he made the best of it now we don't know what's happening behind closed doors Jeff Darlington of ESPN who's closely tied to the Dolphins I believe he lives in Fort Lauderdale you have his address uh, I won't say his address <laughs> on here. I, be- I believe that's where he reports out of. So he's very cl- t- tied to the Dolphins. 
basically said that it was a, a power struggle between the GM and the head coach and the ownership, and they ultimately decided to move on from Flores. This is 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 what goes without saying an added travesty in the sense of the greater picture of the NFL, where this is one of the only minority coaches now without a job. Now the NFL has said, and, and the rumors are out there, that he'll quickly be hired as a head coach in the next hiring cycle. So a, a year's time, but this continues to be a problem in the NFL and, and one that continues to impact the league because a, a lot of the people making the decisions at higher levels are not minorities. And I, I think, you know, that goes into a bigger picture and that's a whole nother conversation. And this is a, a qualified head coach. And what makes it look worse, I think, to the league is when you have a, a white head coach in, in Joe Judge who continues to fail and is so obviously someone that you should move on. And then you have Brian Flores, who, in a sense, with the Deshaun Watson situation, who knows exactly where that energy came from, but dealt with a mess. And this was a team that was buried. One in seven in the league is buried. You have to get your guys to show up. I was able to rattle off a seven-game win streak. Now, I understand you got yourself in that position, but it, it just and, seems And like some, some lower-quality teams, but still, you know, streaks is streak. Yeah, but I mean, you have teams that lose to to bad teams every Sunday. I I think it's still impressive to at least put yourself in a position at the end of the year to maybe make a postseason push. And so, it's just that it it's baffling in a sense. But it what makes it even more baffling is it occurs on a morning where a Joe Judge keeps um, his job. And I I if I'm a team that's looking for a head coach right now, oh, I dude. would reach out to Flores and be like, well. What happened here? What's the deal? Do you have interest in continuing the work? You see it in the NHL all the time. Why not in the NFL? Um, you know, the Deshaun thing is interesting. And I mean, not to, you know, go that direction, but we now have played the entire regular season without Deshaun Watson playing. That is now final and official. Um, you obviously talked about the connection the Dolphins have had to him this entire season. Uh, on Monday morning, Yahoo's Charles Robinson did tweet that the Dolphins firing Brian Flores likely resets the Deshaun Watson landscape pretty significantly. Flores was very much a driving force behind that interest. And the tandem of Flores slash Greer was a part of what made Watson willing to waive his no trade to Miami. Everything has changed. A fantastic song by Taylor Swift as a side note. Um, so we'll see. I mean, th that is now, a big, you know, big change with regards to a lot of things uh, throughout the league this coming off. You had a team like the Broncos who was interested in Watson. There were ties to that. And now they also it, have a head coach opening. Maybe that's where Brian Flores goes. Maybe that's where Deshaun go. that, Watson goes. That's what, you know, that's what I'm thinking. And I'm interested in seeing what happens with this Deshaun Watson story. It, it in a sense has gotten buried, but it'll come up again now that the season is over. Once the playoffs are through, where he goes, what happens with that, what happens with the off the field. That'll be something to, to watch in the in the off season. Welcome to the Canva guided meditation for stress at work. Impending deadline? Generate Canva presentations in seconds. So fast. Brainstorm got too big? Ooh. Summarize with AI in a click. click, click, click. Writer's block? Release with Canva Magic Write. Stress less and save time at canva.com. Designed for work. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. What's the best co- opening? You're the hottest coach on the market. Ooh, Pete Sweeney's in the room, everybody. Right. Look at him. Wow. He yeah. looks good. He looks like he had some spicy Woo! nugget biscuits this morning. Um, you could be the coach of the Broncos, the Jaguars, the Vikings, the Bears, the Dolphins, or the Raiders, who are a playoff team. What's what's your what's your pick and why? I think it's I think it's the Denver Broncos. Now you got to play in a pretty good division. What I think with these quarterbacks is slowly but surely morphing into one of the better divisions, if not the best division in football. But the team around you is so good, other than a quarterback. And there are some big names. I think Tom Brady changed the game when he left New England and you saw immediately these other really, I think pillars of the NFL starting to realize, Hey, if we wanted to, out of these situations, we can figure it out. Now, Aaron Rodgers, it seemed like they just delayed his for a year. Then he put together another MVP season. Russ Wilson seemed like delayed his for a year and sort of said to the Seattle franchise and the decision makers, I, I want out of here. We know Deshaun Watson's lingering. There could be other quarterbacks on the move that are, are lesser known in like a Kirk Cousins or a Jim or Jimmy G, lesser regarded. Uh, I think the Broncos are truly a serviceable quarterback away. And the upside of them getting an elite quarterback puts you right in the driver's seat to have success. So I think Denver's the call, especially in a year where the Chargers and the Chiefs have seemed a little bit more vulnerable than maybe otherwise thought. Um, you know, I think a lot of people would have said the Raiders for similar reasons. You know, I don't know if I don't know if they move on now. Well, let's get to them. The Las Vegas Raiders snuck in. I would say snuck in, but they were kind of firmly in. Um, the Raiders right. were kind of in a in a giving mood on Sunday night. Uh, first game that we're going to kind of touch on here: Sunday night football. Uh, it was long billed as a you know what was likely going to be a win and in game for the Raiders and the Chargers that hinged upon the Indianapolis Colts not being total frauds. We'll get there, uh, but the Colts lose to the Jaguars. The Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Baltimore Ravens, which set up the tie. Pete Sweeney had the Chargers and Raiders tied on Sunday Night Football. They would have both been in. The Pittsburgh Steelers would have been out. The game went to overtime. Vegas uh, kicked a field goal at first. The Chargers matched that field goal. And Vegas was driving near the very end of this game. And it looked like time was going to run out. And the situation we all wanted to see, except for maybe Kansas City Chiefs fans, was going to unfold. Uh, In the final minute of the game, the Raiders were facing a third down and kind of looked content to just run it out when Los Angeles Chargers head coach Brandon Staley, who got all sorts of hype for no legitimate reason all season long, just kind of fell apart and called a timeout for no reason that really kind of shook up the the mood of the moment. Raiders come out, pick up the first down, kick the game-winning field goal, and they're in, obviously, and the Chargers are out and Pittsburgh's in. I feel bad this morning for stat heads, analytics heads like yourself, oh, because no. Oh, the no. face of your movement is not the guy. I don't know. Brandon Staley is need. not the face. Yeah. John Harbaugh is the face. Let's be very uh, clear here. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Six, six of seven on fourth down tries. It seemed like he was doing uh, a good job with that, aside from the one on, on their own 18. But I don't know. And, and, and here's where I would agree with you is like, Okay, so we like this guy. He's leaning into the analytics, but it and we talked about this 
on an, on another edition where we were we were talking about uh, aggression versus analytics. I I don't know if he is the face of the analytics. I think he's just the face of aggression, and I think it got the no, better. I of disagree. Him. You know what I he's think- the face of? He's he's the face of of ju- the team that Justin Herbert plays for, and so that's why people want to like him because Justin Herbert is objectively awesome, and so because Brandon Staley well, is winning. connected. Well, but when they still, had control of the AFC West at the beginning of the year, he was rattling my, off some. My some point is that like locker room talk. My my point is Staley is is a beneficiary of of Herbert's skill set. That's my point. Like I don't yes. I don't think that Herbert is fraudulent in any way, and I don't know that anybody believes that. But it's amazing, given you know we we sat here a year ago, we said get Justin Herbert, somebody who's not going to hinder him the way that Anthony Lynn did. Remember all the the whoopsie daisies they had throughout 2020, and here comes Brandon Staley, he's going to fix that, and in the ultimate moment, he has this like an even worse mess up. Yeah. I think there's a little bit of that Shanahan feel where it, it it feels like he wants to be regarded as the next, almost like McVay, like this next up and coming, cutting edge head coach, and goes for it on all these fourth downs. The eight, if you you know you talk about this game and everyone wants to talk about the timeout and and deservedly so, but that going for it on their own 18 led to a field goal as well. And that might've been the difference in what could have been a win for the chargers. And then you're not even in that situation in overtime, but it's just overthinking everybody and their mother knew that the Raiders were content to let this game, you know, run down. And why wouldn't they, why would you risk yeah, it? just well, get in the postseason? Right. I like th- I thought, look, at this stage, there's of, no difference in the Chiefs and the, and the Bengals. Those were right. the two choices for the Raiders. I, I know a lot of people don't like Chris Collinsworth. I thought he handled that weird situation unfolding masterfully because I, he was right. Like if you, like people say, like you play to win the game. No, like you play to get to the playoffs, and like yes. the the Raiders playing, you know, was was you know in some way damaging to that cause. And so, yeah, the Raiders were like, we'll take the 100% odds. 100% is greater than 99%. And so, I mean, I, I think the Raiders are playing it the right way. And I don't know if it was pettiness. Derek Carr did tell Michelle Tafoya after the game that the timeout changed their strategy. Some people believe that was just kind of the play call. There was the moment with Austin Eckler, um, you know, as soon as the game ended, where it seemed like he, he received news that the Raiders were willing to kind of sit and squat on it. I just have no idea what Brandon Staley was thinking. Conan says Staley seems to go completely anti-McVay and go for it situations. Sometimes it's okay to punt. Now, Sean McVay is a coward. We have learned this a lot of times. And mm-hmm. so Brandon Staley maybe is just like, you got to go for it all the time. You know, like, to, again, like there, there's a balance that's necessary. I, I don't want to, I, I think arrogance is too strong, but it's just, I think, wanting to be such a significant part of the story when it's like you have this great quarterback go and let him win the game aside from these having to go for it on every single fourth down seemingly it's not always the smartest thing in the world to go for it on fourth down and I, I think the Chargers learned the the hard way and kudos to the Raiders and and for what it's worth I almost think that there would be it would have been an advantage for the Raiders to maybe play the Chiefs because you're playing the team you know well. It's the third time. The Bengals are a better team. And to me, I, I just think the Chiefs are a better draw for them. And you're right. Both of these teams would have gotten into the postseason, which at the end of the day, everyone makes more money if you get into the postseason. We saw with the Buccaneers last year. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter if you're a wild card or whatever. You can go on a run. If you're playing good football, you'll be playing in the Super Bowl. Now there's no chance. And now you get delayed a year when it, it seemed like you might have been 
even been a year early and you don't even get that opportunity. Last question before we leave this subject, Pete Sweeney. A year ago, when Brandon Staley took the Chargers job, he didn't even take the meeting with the Philadelphia Eagles. He took the Chargers job and, and canceled his meeting with them. Would you rather have Nick Sirianni or Brandon Staley today? I think I'm not, it's a, that's a tough question, but I probably, that's why I think, asked it, you know, I probably, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to lob softballs at you, Pete Sweeney. Jeez, this is Monday football Monday, you know, put some air I on probably still, I probably still go Staley, but that has more to do with like, I, I just mm, think Conan's going to be pissed. I just think Staley's a better, a better pick for your franchise moving forward than would be Sirianni, but you can't argue with results. And I, I think from the Staley side, you had to go with the Chargers just because of the quarterback situation. It wouldn't be a shock if it's a quarterback battle heading into the 2022 season for the Philadelphia Eagles. I think it's closer than you're willing to say, but I think that in my, like I'm saying it more negatively about Brandon Staley than I, than I am to like uplift Nick Sirianni. I thought it, it I think it's hilarious right. that people think Nick Sirianni's in the coach of the year conversation. Never beat a team above 500. So whatever. Uh, but let's move on. Um, shout out to the <laughs> Raiders. Tell us how you really feel. Uh, the Raiders getting wondering. in, um, you know, through through a lot of adversity to say the least uh, this season. Uh, let's talk about some frauds between the Indianapolis Colts had a 98% chance of going to the playoffs two weeks ago. They lost to the Las Vegas Raiders. Fine. You know, whatever. Plucky team. Hey, you know, it happens. Hot team. Yeah, you know, whatever. And then they lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, it's not enough that they lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They lost. I mean, you saw it, Pete. Everybody saw all All this. This last week was, well, they haven't won there since 2014. You know, like there was this narrative going on that they couldn't win there. And all they did was feed that those frauds. The man, I haven't really kept up with their hard knock season because it's too difficult to watch it during the season. Let's just let's let's be honest about this. I cannot wait to watch this week's episode because they are going to be so morose and throw such a pity party. They blew. This is one of the worst collapses I've ever seen. You have a a situation where you're going into Jacksonville and you already know that you don't play well in Jacksonville. So you, you can't look past them. You know that by the way, across the sidelines, Jacksonville fans are so discontent with how the season has gone. (laughs) They're wearing clown outfits. Yeah, like everyone in in, the building is acknowledging how terrible the team is that you are about to play. Right. Even the, you know, even the folks that were in the the pools, they have pools in Jacksonville. I don't know if you know. Oh, by the way, Conan corrected me. The Saints finished above 500. So congratulations to Nick Sirianni for his his one win against the team with an above 500 record. So, you know, just just to tie the knot on that. Ah, Come on. I got to see birds and boys. Let's have the Cowboys win. Right and now, we're we're hating on a former bird, Carson Wentz. Oh my gosh! Like just... the, the, if you want to talk about fraudulent, I mean, this is it. And um, I bring him up probably more than I would have had I, had I not covered the Kansas City Chiefs. I can admit that, but I just I continue to feel for Chris Ballard because he's built, I think, something that really is a quarterback away, and he just has the worst luck in the world. For a great guy and a great football guy that's well-respected around the league. I don't think that's luck. That was a decision. Like, you can't... Well, what other other decision do you have? I mean, um, Philip Rivers is is on his way out. You, pun intended, I guess, pun not intended. You lost luck. You have the worst luck in the world out of nowhere. It, and, and really, he was one of the top five quarterbacks in the league at the time. Then 
now you you feel like you have to go get someone and so your head coach is probably telling you let's consider let's a go get this guy let's consider a different quarterback that was traded for so the the three kind of main ones that were traded for last offseason Carson Wentz Sam Darnold so I mean like worse like which right. says a lot and Teddy Bridgewater so Teddy, maybe the Bridgewater was a slightly better decision. I especially factoring in the the cost, you know what I'm saying, and and what it would have been to acquire him versus yeah, Wentz. Yes, yeah. I think I think the draft picks is, is what makes that a, a terrible decision. The draft pick that is what makes it a, a terrible decision, especially now that you end uh, up on the outside looking in. Um, but yeah, like Carson Wentz is not the answer for your franchise, and now they're again. It seems like from like the third starting quarterback in in a row back to ground zero, and you're in a situation because of the money, we probably got to go once again, and and you feel for that franchise because it feels like every other piece is not only playoff ready but playoff run ready. Just a complete implosion, and you feel bad. Conan asks, "Is Reich a fraud?" Obviously, the drought um, in Duval County, um, you know, encompasses his entire tenure with the team. I don't know how you say he isn't. I mean, I, I think we all that yeah, 2008, that 2018. I love Frank Reich, the person Like to be very clear. I, I don't know. That I'm, I don't know that there's a human in the NFL that I love more than Frank Reich. I love what he stands for personally. Um, but, you know, I think we were all really impressed with that 2018 season, Pete, when, when they were a wild card team and they went to Houston and won a playoff game, you know, and, and that they were this, you know, kind of underdog because of the way that whole thing started, you know, with, with Josh McDaniels and whatnot. But I mean, this, this is tough. This is tough to, you know, really kind of, really kind of explain away. Like I don't, and now you're kind of trapped. I mean, cause he's not fraudulent enough. he's not Joe judge to where, you know, like we got to fire him, but he's good enough to kind of you know stick around. And so like, I don't know that any change is going to really happen in Indianapolis. And that like, how can you believe in them going into the next season? Like what are they going to have next year? That's going to make them better. So I, I think that the Colts are a little bit more excused because they were with limited options. And I'd assume that Reich was pushing for Carson Wentz. And now the money is tied to him and the pick is tied to him. I, I think you're left with a situation where you have to go, with him for one more season and just hope it was better than the, the previous season and see what happens. I, I think this team is capable, you know, very clearly capable of making the, the playoffs with Carson Wentz. The tough question is, and I, I think this is for Reich and Ballard who, you know, are very close ties and, and are on the same page and whatnot to look themselves in the mirror and say, what is our ceiling with this guy? You know, what is our true ceiling with this guy? Because it is not a Super Bowl win. It is not an AFC title win. It is probably borderline postseason team, and maybe we can get a little bit lucky in the postseason. Yikes. Yikes. Total frauds. Let's move on. Uh, more frauds. The Arizona Cardinals, Pete Sweeney, did lose to the Indianapolis Colts on, was that Christmas night? Um, and lost four of their final five games to limp into the playoffs. They did beat my Dallas Cowboys, which is really annoying. Um, but they are the top wild card in the NFC, and they will visit the Los Angeles Rams on Monday night. Do you believe in this team at all? I mean, or, you know, are you are you kind of in? Are you not at all in? Are, are you halfway in? I mean, you know, how, how are you doing the hokey pokey when it comes to the Arizona Cardinals? Well, they need it. They need some to get some juice and some good news. Uh, I know that I know that J.J. Watt injected into the lineup might help. DeAndre Hopkins to me is is the biggest one. I, I think that could be a game changer. They They need something to sort of shake them up. I think Hopkins was a. A key loss, and we don't. I, we, as of this 
recording, we don't really know if Hopkins correct or will be back for the postseason. It's still up in the air. So uh, if not, I mean, this is shaping up to be not only, I think, a loss on Monday night. And I know this is the NFC West and it's always the wild, wild West. <laughs> yeah, I keep walking into these things today. But um, but I, I I see the Rams just winning this game handedly on Monday night and it kind of being a stinker to end the week. Um. Yeah, I bet I don't believe in the Rams either. Like, I, I mean, they're kind of right. frauds too. I mean, that's that's kind of where we're and at. A tough, My, and a tough, tough loss on Sunday. Be careful. The boss is in here. Michael Kiss says all teams are bad. IMO. Um, I was talking to Kiss this morning. This guy has oh, more playoff teams. Oh, yeah. yeah, Music City Mike. He's in Bill's Mafia. Mm. He wears a Chief shirt around the house. We know about those dirty birds who, who I know you, you know and love, RJ. This Citizen of the world, Michael Kiss. Lives in Tampa, basically has five mm. bullets in the playoffs. I mean, the, the chances of him going to any kind of parade, whether it be a, a boat parade, a Bill's parade, come to Kansas City, have a barbecue parade. I mean, the, the options are endless for Michael. True. Um, but the Rams are bad. I mean, like the, like the Rams are – Matthew Stafford is – was it worth it? I mean, we'll see what the season, you know, the playoffs have in store. But we don't know yet. I mean, it gets you to the final four. It looks like it wasn't, though. It looks like it wasn't right now. If it gets you back to the final four and gives you a chance to emerge to a Super Bowl, and let's say it's 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 Packers and and Rams, then yeah, I mean, I think I think you you could say it was worth it. I don't deny that their their ceiling is higher, but I think it's marginally higher. You know what I mean? Like Mm. I I I mean, they they lost this game. I mean, like what a you know. What's the um, the Forrest Gump gif of Lieutenant Dan when he's like sad at New Year's and the confetti's falling on him? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. That, that's the Rams winning the NFC West, losing to the San Francisco 49ers. Like, I don't know how you feel. Like, I don't. Momentum is not a thing. I'm not going down that route. But like, I like, I don't know how you feel good entering the playoffs if you're the Rams and you well, just lost to this team <clears> at <throat> home. Momentum is not a thing between games. I, I think sometimes we get caught up on that, which. is why the chiefs just because they won two weeks ago should not be like, we're going to easily beat the Steelers, but in a, in within a game, I think it is. And I don't see the Cardinals unless they get something like an injection of a Hopkins. I don't see them being able to muster up any momentum in this playoff game. And I think the Rams win it relatively easy considering that NFC West games are always so uh, wild, you know? Um, I don't know, man. I mean, they're both frauds. I just, I, I really don't, I don't believe in any of them, you know, to be fair. I think the NFC is pack Packers, Bucks, Cowboys. That, those are the teams I believe in when it comes to the NFC. The so, Packers, the Bucks and the Cowboys. Yeah. Conan agrees with me. He says all the NFC West teams are suspect. I think, you know, I, I'm actually rooting for the Eagles, Conan. I, I hope the Eagles beat the Buccaneers in, in the wildcard round. That gives Dallas a home field or home game. If they do win on Sunday, what about the what about the fighting Jimmy G's? No respect to them. No, I mean, dude, I mean, they're awful. They were down 17 to nothing in this game. I mean, you know, in a I like how can I mean, look, they can run the ball incredibly well. And I I mean, they they have strengths. Like, I'm not saying that, but like they have a you want to talk ceilings. They have a very, 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 very obvious ceiling in Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, we'll see if if Dak can outdo him. I mean, that'll be something I'm, I'm watching for on. How dare on you? Monday, January seventeenth. Monday. Are, are the Cowboys still alive? Let's see. Um, let's um, let's take a look at the NFL draft order. We're kind of again jumping all over the place here. This is kind of that kind of Monday. It's a gazpacho of Monday football Monday. You like gazpacho? gazpacho? You like you like well, a good gazpacho? Don't know what it is. 
it's like a stew like like a you know mm. like a like a, you throw a bunch of crap in there and, and just eat it you know you ever done that uh, i'm gonna have to say gazpacho no on that one rather for like some chili or maybe a nice tomato bisque um okay so made grilled um, cheese and tomato bisque the other day it was a, a no, bit of a better. dramatic um race for the number one overall pick with the jacksonville jaguars winning with the detroit lions winning um we obviously have known about different teams that traded away their first round picks in the indianapolis colts as mentioned the chicago man the chicago bears are just a, a disaster of an organization uh the new york jets traded away their first round pick when it comes to jamal adams but pete tweedy uh the draft order is set at least for 18 teams how are you, Can you give feeling? me the top 10 give me the top 10 do you have top 10 we're getting it on the screen right now um it, we have we have to you know break it up because we don't have room to uh to put it all up on the screen okay. you know, but uh the jacksonville jaguars hold the number one overall pick so they win and get the number one pick the detroit lions houston is at three they actually get to keep this one not like last year when that pick belonged to miami the jets at four the giants at five these are effective picks because again of the, the picks that they own um and so uh that jets pick i believe is um you know yeah, well, maybe, maybe, maybe a quarterback. Not just kidding. Uh, anyway, the Carolina Panthers at six, <laughs> the Giants are going at seven, Don't the Falcons at Wilson. eight. Um, Zach back- Wilson right out of high school into the NFL. Um, quick point on this: uh, the Detroit Lions were in a game with the Green Bay Packers, and the Packers were for some reason playing their starters. They're fortunate they didn't have a season-ending injury, or that would have been the dumbest decision somehow on this dumb decision Sunday that was in the NFL. And and. You look in Jacksonville, and it is they're going clown crazy. The Jags are running away with this game. And what do the Lions decide to do? They decide to to say, we don't want the come up of the week, Pete. We, we had it because we were all of a sudden going to be the top pick in the NFL draft. And we're just going to give it up. We're going to we're going to rally back and beat the Green Bay Packers and let Jacksonville have the come up of the week. It is the come up of the week in Jacksonville from the clown faces to being able to knock one of your foes out of the playoffs to still keeping the number one seed if that doesn't scream come up i don't know what does congratulations the final come up of the week for the regular season goes to the entire jaguars franchise good for them i mean they're still able to win and they keep the pick that would have been so bad i don't know how you can feel pumped about having the number one overall pick two years in a row um both like think about that like it's difficult like that has happened before but they have the number one overall pick two years in a row and in both of those off rather, seasons we're looking for you rather new head have the number one pick two years in a row or be a new york giants fan this morning that's I a great point <laughs> that's a great point um well so lots of reasons for a new head coach to potentially um like the the jacksonville jaguars we'll see if they are at the top of uh somebody's list maybe maybe brian flores doesn't have to go far you know what i mean uh if he wants to go coach up trevor lawrence after tua so um it is what it is uh let's see here p let's talk about uh oh you know we haven't touched on you know all too much really you doubted all right i doubted I was I was scared. I'll be honest. Like I what? I looked fear in the face. The Buffalo Bills mm. are AFC's champions for a second year in a row. They the be- they, the they the stopped East. the skin. They did it. Bills are champs. Your Bills. My Bills. How do you feel? How do you feel about your Buffalo Bills heading into the AFC postseason? It is not the, the these are not the type of performances that I expected right like when i fell in love with the bills last year it was a little bit of a different offense i trusted josh allen more um so i I trust him a little bit less just a little bit um but i think they're 
they're more well-rounded. Like it's no longer just Josh Allen saved the day. Like yeah. that, that component is still there, but Devin Singletary is now a part of the mix. Obviously, you know, you got some ground game overall. The defense is still there. I mean, I could see them. I think they'll beat the Patriots at the very least. You know, like they'll they'll beat the Patriots. They'll be in the divisional round. I, was I mean, hoping that you would say that because I don't even need the points. Let's put the burrito on the line in this game. Whoa. The Patriots are walking away and are going to be in the playoffs after Saturday night. Book okay. It. So to be very clear here, our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, they have the Buffalo Bills as four-point favorites. So you're willing to throw yeah. away that. You're willing to throw the four it. points away. I, okay. I, I believe that Bill Belichick is on a mission. And this man is not going to sleep this week. We already see... We already saw the, the the Patriots beat the Bills in the weirdest game of the NFL season with the three pass and the wind and all that. Didn't look as good the next time around in Buffalo. We have to say that. Or was that? No, it was in New England. We have to say that. Now they're going back to Buffalo where they got the win before. And I think that despite not winning the AFC East, the Patriots will be the last AFC East team standing. And I'm willing to put a burrito on it. All right, so in case you have not been following along all season long, Pete Sweeney and I, um, this show is sponsored by DraftKings, not sponsored by Chipotle. Chipotle. Well, I mean, wait, we don't not, have a Chipotle sponsorship. No, nah, we're, we're working on it. That's what I'm saying. I mean, like Chipotle, if you're listening, if we can get Chipotle or Jersey Mike's uh, NFL SB Nation sales folks and just get some coupons in here. I, I mean, that would be, you know, I don't even, right? you know, I'm just saying, like, Jersey I like Mike's. the, I like the food. You know, maybe I don't know. Firehouse. Who, who knows? But um, <laughs> I, I believe I'm one burrito. Definitely up. not Subway. I'm uh, I'm one burrito up on this. Here. So I, okay. I'm I'm plus one in the burrito rankings. Now All our right. burritos are generally chicken or beef, ironically. Um, and oh, so carnitas. you know, carnitas. No, 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 no. Carnitas is a special like you know. You, you not everything is a carnitas bet. So I'm okay. I'm a chicken guy. So I've I've got my chicken burrito in the plus right now. This is a carnitas one. So to be very oh, clear, wow. if you win. You yeah. get the carnitas burrito. I'm still owed the chicken burrito. You know what I'm okay. saying? And if I win, yeah. I'm owed a chicken and a carnitas because this is different. Like you gotta you gotta up the ante when it comes to the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? You gotta add some spice to it, no right? Doubt. So a, a chipotle carnitas burrito, no you points. Red sauce. Just Bills Patriots. We ready? Red, get that that red red spicy sauce on it. Okay. So again, you're ready. You're, you're good mm-hmm. here. You're good. Okay. Well, congratulations to me. You know. Right. One, one burrito, actually two burritos, Richard, next week. Um, well, one. Patriots kind of limped in to the postseason. Didn't love it. But look, this is where Bill Belichick shines right back in the playoffs. It, it will be belongs. interesting to watch them in the playoffs for the first time without Tom Brady. Like that is kind of an underrated storyline, I think. To what's I mean, happening. Just bet, I mean, you, you just bet me against Bill Belichick in the playoffs, baby. I'll take that every day. Okay. Sounds good. So what if I play the Chiefs in round two? Oh, no, I wouldn't take that. <laughs> That's a different story. Come on. I mean, that's if the Chiefs beat the Steelers, to be very clear. I mean, I I don't know that that they will. I mean, you know, look, we were having such a straight, nice, thoughtful show. Don't don't think I didn't hear your your Dak Jimmy G dismissiveness. Don't don't act like that. You're getting crazy. That's going to be a great game on Sunday, too. I'm not going to bet a burrito on that one. Anyway. Um, okay, let's move on. Uh, congratulations Kyle, to me. You know, I always forget about Kyle. I don't know why stats is always the token 49ers guy. We got to think, we got to talk about Posey more a little bit. I mean, you know, shout out to, to KP show. KP show, by the way, in the SB Nation Slack channels, likes to brag that he beats me at chess. 
I I got the receipts. That's all I'll say. I got the receipts to to back my myself up. So, Kyle, you know you're gonna lose a couple times. This the week, show so. is gambit, is is what he calls it. Right. Uh, anyway. Um. Okay. Next thing, Pete. Um. Yeah. We've we've gone all over the place. Now it's time to go <laughs> hypothetical. Uh, okay. Hypothetical. At the time of this recording, it is about lunchtime on uh, on Monday. Monday if it isn't obvious meal. with all the Chipotle time. Oatmeal. Is that what you said? Yeah. Maybe an oatmeal and an orange. You throw some brown sugar in there. I mean, it, I, I had a New Year's resolution of 25 pounds. We haven't even started. It's been 10 days. And yeah, maybe I'll, I'll spice a little brown sugar in that oatmeal <laughs> and uh, and do my best here. But I got to okay. get this thing going. I, uh, you know, I got to get it going. Okay. So at the time of this recording. Yeah, I'm going to have oatmeal. What what big move has not been made? Firing, whatever, GM, well, we talk coach. About the Giants. So other than it, the Giants. It, can't, it can't be Joe Judge. That needs to happen. So what fire? Hmm. Let's just be. Let's just let's be straight. Straight up, what firing has not happened that absolutely needs to, for the sake of that team? Mm. Well, it can't be Mike McCarthy, right? <laughs> so everybody knows this is what I, uh, you know, <laughs> what I deal with every week. Uh, definitely Carolina, right? Is, is that your that- is that your answer? Is that your your top answer? We both have to have top answers here. Is that yours? Yeah, because Minnesota has happened. I've been calling for that all year. I think that's the right move. I respect both of those guys tremendously, but they need to turn the page. I think Carolina has to be the answer. And uh, yeah, yeah, Carol, I'm going to go with Carolina. Yes, head coach and NGM start start again. I'm going to agree. Um, okay. I mean, what okay. losers? I mean, just I don't I don't know how you was it the Jay Z quote. I, no, I, I. Yeah, what more can you say? Remember, they were three and zero, and people were like banging their chests about them. Like they, yeah. they think like I've I've used this analogy before. Joe Judge is Bulbasaur. All right, to be very clear here, Matt Rule. Actually, let me take that back. Matt Rule is is Bulbasaur. All right, he's the the primitive version of a fraudness. Um, you 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 talk about the arrogance of of Staley last night in in the microcosm of a game. How about the arrogance to go and get Darnold and then watch Bridgewater almost get that Broncos team into the postseason. I know. I mean, they're, they're the ones who traded him away. Like we're, we're over here bagging on the Colts for not trading for him. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. I yeah. mean, and, and then like, I like in, in, in like you, you called the cam thing, the best story in the NFL at the time. And it was like, it was, it was a cool. lot of fun, but I'm man, back. but Woo. like, look, looking back, that only makes me sad. Like that, that happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause it was, well, it was kind of sad to watch. It's clearly a quarterback, and this is similar to to Ben in 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 a sense. It's it's clearly a quarterback that can't go for seventeen games anymore, right? I I mean, you could just see that, and and that's why it's tough. Um, that's why it's tough, I, I think, to to see him back in Carolina. And it hit me again watching the broadcast. You know, they was said this may be the last game in a, in a Carolina uniform. And in my head, I'm like, again, are we doing this again? Is there another team that's going to actually bring him in? I don't even know if that's the case. So um, best story, uh, you know, for a week. Um, but some some stories uh, aren't meant to last forever, RJ. And uh, that's, that's the hard reality of life in the NFL. I can't believe that Matt Rule and Joe Judge kept their jobs and that Brian Flores mm-hmm. didn't. Like, that is so unbelievable to me i actually like i think mike zimmer had to go but like to stretch it like i can't believe joe judge and matt rule kept their jobs and that mike zimmer didn't 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I like you I think Mike Zimmer is a better coach than either of them, which isn't saying this isn't, much. A, this isn't a come up of the week, but I'll give it a, like almost like a quote of the week taking George Kittle out of it. Did you see George Kittle after the, the win? Just um, so good with the body bag quote. You got to you got to check that out. But Vic Fangio essentially saying after this loss to the, the Chiefs, he goes, and what's the biggest difference between us and the AFC West? It's like I didn't have a quarterback for three years. And he's right. He's right. He never had a quarterback to work with. So I think even to an extent, and not as bad, not as bad as Flores, of course, but even to an extent of like Fangio, not at least getting a, a year with a, a quarterback that can compete with a Mahomes and a Herbert or a Carr even, and to be fired. And then you still have judge and rule. It is nuts. It's nuts. It's N-U-T-S nuts. It's amazing wordle, when you think. A wordle shout out. It's amazing. Oh, are you a wordle? Or mm-hmm. how'd you yeah. do today? Always kill it. Okay. Always, always have within the first four. What's lines. Wh- okay? Well, what's your record? What line? Undefeated. No, 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 no. What's what's your record? Best line? What's the earliest line you've ever gotten it on? Oh, first line. No way. That's a yeah. Lie. It's impossible. Yeah. No way. It's good. No, it hasn't it's happened. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's not even skill. That's just a guess. It's not even skill. No, I don't know what to do. Um, I maintain that it is hilarious that the Carolina Panthers had to overpay for Matt Rule because it was the New York Giants who wanted him. Right. That that was like that makes it even worse. That just makes everything so much worse. Um, are, are is is Brian Flores the only fired head coach that we could see being a head coach so far? Like of the of the, of the you know coaches who have been fired. Because I think we could see like Mike yeah, Zimmer Fangio's, and Vic Fangio being like defensive coordinators, but like Brian Flores could, could be a head coach. I think Fangio will be a D coordinator right away. I could see Zimmer maybe taking a year to just chill, right? Get a year off and maybe come back as a D coordinator. But Flores could go team to team and he should be ticked off. I hope I hope it's a team that gets to compete with the Miami Dolphins on a regular basis. Um Conan, um, uh, you know. Feeding us, Pete Tweeney, uh, says, you guys need to advertise this is live on YouTube more. been listening since the beginning, and I didn't know. Also, so I don't look like a lunatic interacting with myself in the chat. Hey, Conan, like appreciate chatting on YouTube? I, I mean, you know, the YouTube audience is a newer thing. So, Conan, uh, we're working on, on getting the word out. So, maybe we Conan just needs – We'll we scream it from the hilltops. And this is this is no fault of anyone. We probably need to have a consistent time we record this thing if we want to if we want people interacting with poor Conan over there. You know what, Pete Tweeney? You know maybe you, maybe you keep our personal details to to the pre show meeting. That's all I'll say. I, you know what I mean? I like, said I said to the fault of no one. I didn't say whose fault. Yeah, you know, I'm just I, I'm just saying. I, you know, like you I think you know, maybe we keep it the same time every week so we can tell people, hey, we're always gonna be here. The it's um, no fault though. No the, one. The no 2000, fault. we didn't put this on the rundown, P20, but to close this episode out, the 2021 regular season is officially in the books. Biggest surprise and least surprising thing that happened. Biggest surprise? The, the mo- most and least surprising thing that happened throughout the season. It can be success on the field. It can be a crazy story. I mean, it, it can just be whatever you want. I'll, I'll go first with one if you want. Yeah, go ahead. I wasn't, yeah, go ahead. Least surprising thing. The Urban Meyer experiment failed spectacularly. Yeah, that was that was the one. the least surprising thing to me that that happened throughout the course of the season. I think the least surprising thing is the Lions being as bad as they were for so long with Goff as the quarterback. It's probably the least surprising to me. Mm. It is a little surprising they didn't finish worst in the league, but. It kind of leads into what your least surprising thing was, so that, that kind of works out. 
Okay. Um, most surprising thing. Do you have one? Do you want me to go first? Like, where are you at here? Um, I think it has to be either the Patriots making the postseason or the Cincinnati Bengals being a year early. I don't think we expected the Bengals to win their division. We, we maybe thought that that would be coming next year, but this has been a franchise that has been lovable losers for so long. Also, the Titans winning the first round by is probably it. Now that I'm looking at it. I actually would amend yours to say the Titans surviving the Derrick Henry injury and getting him back for the playoffs. Yeah, but like that, that was but, that was literally the like most I, I wasn't dream. ready for this segment, but as I'm like talking to myself out loud, right? Try to go back to the preseason, your preseason brain. Who in the world was picking the Titans to get the first round? No, nobody, but that's what I'm saying. 0. Like, 0. I, but like, especially after the Derrick Henry injury and like even the loss yeah. of the Jets, you know what I mean? It was like, oh, this team's done. Like they're cooked, whatever, blah, blah. And it was like, no, he could maybe come back if we make the playoffs and we get the mm. first round by. Like they really did that. That's impressive. The New Orleans Saints somehow being the Tampa Bay Buccaneers daddy twice was rather surprising as well. Uh, my most surprising thing is very painful. I don't want to admit this. All right. Aaron Rodgers, as a football player, is still absolutely amazing. I mean, yeah, I I said this, yeah, I've said this several times well, on different shows. That's the key. But, I think being but he is probably <laughs> helping him. He called his shot, like he did. Like he 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 put all his his chips in. He he said, "This is about me. Like I'm I'm going to put all this pressure on myself." And it it was impossible. Remember, we said like there's no way he can outdo what he did last season. There's just no way. This this is right. a, a, a horrible way to go about this. And he did it. He freaking did it. I mean, like that's well it's stupid. What's even more amazing about it is is he looked like a lunatic in the off season while he was not going to anything, and not only not going to anything, but with the fiance is a fiance or girlfriend. Just he's got the and man bun. He looks <laughs> look he looked like a, a fifth year senior uh, in the off season. And to come back and be the best player in the NFL. And it's going to be almost unanimous, right? I, I, I It's going to be the MVP. That's the thing. And like, we haven't seen a repeat MVP in forever. And you know what I mean? I like, I, and like, Great. of all 37, the, that's what I'm saying. He, of of all the years to bet it. against it, this was it. I people mean, look past his age because of Tom Brady and, and the wild, you know, pace that he's at in his 40s. That's that's freakish, but but thirty seven to do it at thirty seven is is impressive if you if you take Tom Brady out of your brain. I will um, also um, like add to that, like if they, you know, I don't know. I mean, if if, if he returns next season, like that's the most surprising thing because it, it felt like he's I gone. I mean, I, I have another I have another big thing I want to say, big takeaway oh, okay, more than okay, a surprise. Okay. All right, all right. Mike Tomlin, if he only had like two more championships would rightfully be looked at as the best coach in the NFL to go 15 season above, above 500 is just, it is, is, is nuts. And always to be in, finding themselves in, in the playoffs. Uh, and, it, and it's just, I don't know, the most powerful voice in the NFL. I, I just don't think he gets enough credit. With no, and Reed he's, he's and, still and, and really Belichick. young. Like I, you know, <clears throat> I think, you know, it's not like, and I'm not trying to like poo-poo the Patriots dynasty, but it's not like there was just like trash in the AFC North. Like every year he had to battle yeah. against the Ravens. And like they even won a Super Bowl in that time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's... I love Mike Tomlin. I mean, he's... They and they dancing even, yesterday? He was dancing. I mean, he was, you know. How do you grade the moose? And hard to argue, man. At least an A. Uh, you can't go lower than A. Um, yeah, you're going to give him an A+. Plus. Uh, he didn't... It was a little off the cuff, but wow. 
Pete Sweeney, last thing I'll tell you. Um, the last time that the Milwaukee Bucks won the NBA Finals, the Dallas Cowboys won the following Super Bowl. That year, which was 1971, the Cowboys' first home playoff game was against the San Francisco 49ers. The Milwaukee Bucks are reigning NBA champions, and the Dallas Cowboys are host the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, beautiful. Mm. Beautiful. I got to go. Yeah, we all got to go. Pete Sweeney, uh, the final four million words belong to you. Make them good. Everywhere you look, everywhere you go, there's a heart, to, a hand to hold on to. Everywhere you look, everywhere you go, there's a face, there's a face of somebody who needs you. Rest in peace, Bob Saget. See you guys next week. Canva presents stories to keep you up at night. It was an ordinary work day until... The Singapore presentation is at... <laughs> 3 a.m. The office was shocked. <laughs> That's when we sleep. Maya made it less scary with Canva. <laughs> I'll just record my presentation so Singapore can watch it anytime. Record and present anytime with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work.